0: Hey Denise, uh welcome to This is 50 Freedom Through Passions. I am super excited to have you here today. You've got so much energy and I think it's going to be a great episode. I brought you on the episode. You and I met uh over a year ago actually. Can you believe it?
1: Yeah, our... years flown by so fast and I've learned so much in that year.
0: Loving it. Exactly. We we met in our mastermind group. It's called The Early Birds. We meet religiously every Tuesday, uh, we talk about uh, women in business. It's like women, there's about 10 or 12 of us in this group. We talk about standing up our side hustles and uh, our, our online programs. You, my dear, have got so much energy and such good uh, information to bring to the table. So I, I wanna talk a lot about kind of your history, how you started your uh, Four Pillars of Gut Health online program um, I want you to walk me through the challenges that you face every day, uh, the mindset that you have to go through to to keep going. So, first of all, give us a little bit of background. Who's Denise? And uh, where did she come up with the four pillars of gut health program?
1: Uh, I'll give you a history about a little brief history and how I actually got started in fitness. I've always been an athlete ever since I was 13 years old, um, college as well as professionally. And then, lo and behold, I moved to Atlanta. The intention was to go to law school, but then I ended up working in retail. Um, Who knew? And then within that time frame, um, I I really liked fitness, and I really enjoyed working out. And um, I moved to Ohio, and I was so bored. I'm like, oh, my God, why did I move here? I was so bored that I joined a gym. And when I joined the gym, my trainer was a professional bodybuilder. And I just started working out just to kill time because I was so bored. And eventually I just decided that, wow, I want to become a personal trainer because I really like this. And so I moved back to Atlanta. And I think I moved to New York and I just started working out and continuing to work out while doing my corporate job. And then eventually I decided I was going to go to school to be a personal trainer. So when I moved back to Atlanta, I became a personal trainer. And then during that time frame, I was at a gym. And I was working out, but I was feeling so weak. And they used to call me um, Hollywood muscles because I, <laughs> that's what they call okay. me, Hollywood muscles. <laughs> because I had muscles, but I really couldn't lift anything. And lo and behold, long story short, I relocated again to Florida and it was like 80 some odd degrees, but I was freezing and I just didn't understand why. And I finally realized, went into the doctor that I was anemic, And that was the reason why I couldn't lift anything. So I had low iron and um, I had fibroids. And so I was supposed to have surgery. And so that kind of halted me from the standpoint of when I was doing personal training, I really couldn't do a lot because um, I had the physique, but I really wasn't able to lift heavy. And so after going through having the surgery, I was left with scars from the fibroids. And then I said, well, okay, I want to get back into working out again. I just need to do something because it's a passion of mine. I love working out. You know, some people have a hobby, maybe bird watching or maybe cooking. For me, working out is just like it's like my zen moment. I transcend into somebody different because I'm like I enjoy the sweat. I enjoy hard work. I enjoy the muscles. And so I started uh working out again. And then my trainer said, "You know what? You should do a figure fitness show, bodybuilding." And I've always wanted to be a bodybuilder. But the okay. one thing about, I also wanted to be a bodybuilder. But the one thing about bodybuilding was like I didn't want to lose the girls. So <laughs> <laughs> I just you know God didn't bless the the girls meaning the whoas. <laughs> I didn't want to lose the hoo-has. <laughs> and God blessed me with boobs. Didn't have any hips. Didn't have a big butt and yeah. all these other things. But He gave me the boobs, Relatable. and I was like, I don't want to lose <laughs> these boobs. And I looked around and saw <laughs> all the people that were doing bodybuilding, they were either flat chested or they had um, implants. And I didn't want to do that. But she said, oh, go ahead and bodybuild. And I was like, I've got scars from surgery. She's like, oh, everybody's got stress marks and they've got all these different things. She said, oh, we can put a tan on you and you'll look really good. And I was like, "Uh, I don't know. So then I started training. And within seven weeks, I lost uh, 20 pounds. And I did my first competition back in like 2015. Didn't know what the hell I was doing. Turning the wrong direction on the stage. And to know me is that I'm not a person that shows off my body. Not according to my husband. He'll tell you something differently. But that was and I don't wear bikinis. And so people always tell me, Denise, you have such a nice body. You're always hiding it. You're always hiding it. And so for me to go on stage to wear, if you ever seen a, com- a comp- competition show, we wear next to nothing. Really, like right. it's a piece of. I have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we wear yeah. next to nothing. But I was so comfortable in that because I didn't view what I was doing as something sexual. I looked at it more so from the standpoint, I'm in a competition and they are judging me on my physique not necessarily judging me on my body. And so for me, that mindset was different. So I really didn't mind wearing the next to nothing bikini because I'm like, okay, they're not looking at my hoo has They're looking at this body. And then so the first competition, I think I ended up taking third or something of that nature. It wasn't a huge competition, but I got the bug and I liked it. And then from there, I continued. And I didn't think I was going to do this professionally. And so much I liked it, I got my pro card. And pro card is when you come in first in your class and you win the overall competition. And so after bodybuilding for, I want to say two years, that's when I got my pro card, but I got a pro card oh, for natural yes. bodybuilding. There's natural bodybuilding is where you actually have to get drug tested before you go on to do your competition. Or if you win, then you get drug tested. And of course they test you for specific drugs and for steroids, et cetera, versus there's a different league that you can compete but really, it's not a fair competition because everybody on stage is doing some kind of performance enhancement to have a specific physique. And so I chose the route of doing the all-natural competition. So like I said, I became pro within a couple of years. I think I got my pro card in like 2016 or 17. And I just really had the bug for it. And I just really enjoyed it. And within that time frame, I said to myself, well, you know what? I want to do more personal training and I want to learn more about fitness. And then um, fast forward, I want to say when COVID hit, prior to COVID hitting, I did a routine colonoscopy. And the routine colonoscopy, which I recommend for everybody, turns out that I had a polyp. And then, so it wasn't a polyp that could easily be removed during the colonoscopy. I actually had to have surgery. And then, so from that surgery, once again, I had scars. I'm never having any damn surgery. So now I've had two major surgeries. And then I'm like, i got all these scars in my body. I'm like, oh my goodness. So from the colonoscopy to, and then I found that I had endometriosis. And then, so I had surgery for that. So those two surgeries in one. And then after having those two surgeries, I realized also that I was having issues with my gut, with constipation and taking the medication. And then also when you bodybuild, you eat a lot of protein and, you know, because you want to build the muscle. And so when I was bodybuilding, I'd always get my routine colonics to flush my system of the toxins and flush my system of all of that heavy protein that I was eating. And during that time frame when I was bodybuilding, I made some changes because you have to eat a lot of protein. So I did a lot of chicken breast. I did beef every now and then per the competition and I did fish. I just didn't want to do that anymore. And I wanted to make a change for my body because I felt like I wasn't doing my body a uh, just service, because even though I look a certain way on the outside, aesthetically inside, I knew that my gut was not um, healthy and I knew that my I had bloating and a little poof in my stomach, even when I would be at 15 percent body fat. 15% body fat and still had this little pooch that I couldn't get rid of only through doing colonics. And I thought to myself, what the heck is going right on? Then you're, I was constantly constipated, constantly bloated. And I wanted to find some kind of relief from that. And so I was doing the colonics and then talking with one of the hydrotherapists about just gut health and just being healthy. And then from there, I decided that, you know what? I wanna get certified as a health coach. And it was during the time frame that I was recovering from this uh, abdominal surgery that I decided to say you know what I'm home and then it's the pandemic I want to be productive let me go to school and that's what I did I said let me go ahead and get certified certified so I got certified as a health coach and then I'm never one to just uh, shy away from hard work I said you know what I can do two courses at one time. So one was a one-year course and one was a six-month course. So I decided to take both of them at the same time while I was home. And so I got a certification in gut health because that was just a passion of mine of trying to understand what ails the gut and what ails the digestive system. And what can I do to be more healthy? And also, how can I help other people? Because as I was training individuals, I would put them on meal plans and give them different things to do, and they wouldn't really stay with it. And so I thought about, you know, what can I do to help myself and help others um, to be a little bit more healthy and not necessarily having to personal train or to do bodybuilding, but to really focus on their core health and really focus on digestive health. And then that's when I thought about the gut health. And then I thought about, well, you know what, I could possibly do a course. And so like a lot of us during that time, during the pandemic, some people were couch potatoes and just sat there and just ate, chips and veggied out on on tv or whatever i was the opposite yeah, i'm not like i'm thing. home i'm getting paid while i'm home you better believe i'm gonna do something with the damn time that i got and that's when i continued yeah. to study and then i took um amy's course dca and that's when it talked about developing your own course now keep in mind during that time frame i was exploring and trying to figure out what the hell i was going to do i took a blogging course um I took a business bootcamp course. And I think that was the first course that I took. It was on a Sunday, I'm scrolling through Instagram and something came up and I said, okay, I'll try that. And so that was my first journey of taking courses. I took the wellness bootcamp course and then I took a blogging course and I took Amy's course. So I think it was a combination of taking those courses and then also getting certified that said to me, you know what, you can do something with this. Didn't know what the yeah. hell I was doing and didn't know how I was going to get it done. But I was like, I, I, I want to do something. I'm
0: just okay, I want to stop you right here because you yes. have said so much. And I'm <laughs> going to like, let's back up a little bit. So first of all, Amy, Amy Porterfield, she has an online program called Digital Course Academy. And this is how you and I met each other because we joined her uh, membership group. Which is, well, we have, we have her, we, we, we've taken her course, but then we also joined her membership and then we created these accountability pods together. So this is why we're together. And I love the fact that you, uh, have, were, have been just sort of testing throughout COVID, uh, where we were all sitting at home. Like you said, we were either a couch potato or, or not. Um, and you know, you were just experimenting with different things. Like what, what else can you do? So how did you find like it in you to just keep, Testing different things. I mean, that's part of what uh, for for me on Core Life Academy, which is my program. I I really encourage people to test first before they go all in on something. So obviously, you're you're passionate about health. This is you know you're drawing that forward. Um, but then you were like in these blogging courses and all that kind of stuff. What was it that helped you finally sort of narrow down to creating this gut health uh, online program?
1: Um, just fine-tuning and saying, what was I really passionate about? I kept going back to what am I passionate about? What am I passionate about? I've done personal training for so many years. And then sometimes you get clients that you just really don't like them. You don't even want to train them, but you know, when you're like, okay, I'm training you. And I just wanted to bear away from that. I just wanted to do something different other than training people in person and also training people via Skype. And I said, you know what? There's a different way of doing things. I want to be able to, and I was enjoying being home, you know, two dogs and the husband. I was enjoying being home. The husband didn't bother me. He did his own thing. And I was just in my own mindset. And I said, you know what? There's got to be a different way of doing this. And I just kept going back to Health. With everything that I did, it all came back to health. It all came back to health. And it was just narrowing it down to saying, what way did I want to express my interest and my passion in health? Was it going to be blogging? And I started blogging. I was like, oh God, this is boring. I'm not really finding any passion in this. Like I did a couple of... um blog episodes or what have you on my website. And I was just like, okay, this is not really what I'm interested in. And then I also did Facebook group and I did two Facebook groups, which were very successful, but not to the point where I really wanted to um, continue doing it. It was just so exhausting and laborious. And I really wasn't getting the results that I was looking for. And I wasn't making the connection that I wanted to make with the audience, so to speak. I was my authentic self, but it felt like I was pulling teeth to just get people to connect with you. So I just kept trying different things. And I guess for me, the way that I look at things, my outlook is you only have one life and what the hell, why not try doing different things? And that's what kind of got me to the resolve of like, quitting my corporate job, I was making so much money almost $200,000 and I was not happy. I couldn't stand the people that worked for me I really didn't care for my job. I had so many perks, company car and so many different things that I I was just like, I would come home like gosh I really don't like talking to this person. I really don't want to see this person. Oh my gosh
0: Denise, you are probably talking about Uh, like three quarters of the population out there right now, you know, you're making the, you're in this corporate job because that's what life was. That's what you were supposed to do, especially, you know, in our day and age, you know, it was like graduate high school, go to university, get a job, get married, have kids, like the, the whole stereotypical life. I know for the younger millennials, it's maybe not so much that way anymore, but so, so you're following your, your passion. You're following that, that path to freedom. It sort of sounds like. So, what at what across the way what was the final sort of cherry because i know you quit your corporate job where did you find the courage because that i'm telling you is probably the number one thing for most people that prevents them they're used to the money they're used to that regular salary that what they feel is security but we all know security comes in different forms but it's not through working for somebody else it, it comes baggage. from it's baggage it, it comes exactly, exactly and it comes from security comes from you hustling you setting your intentions you setting goals and and working those goals every single day so what What was the cherry for you?
1: Um, You know what? It was something that I wanted to do years ago. My husband is an entrepreneur and he said, well, babe, we both can't be entrepreneurs. So I let him do his thing for several years. And it was perfect because I really wasn't ready anyway. I just knew that I wanted to leave my corporate job. But at the same time, part of me was like, I wanted to continue to climb the corporate ladder. I wanted to be the first African-American female or the first African-American in this particular position. And so I was conflicted between the goals and working in corporate and also my own personal goals and then again it was the pandemic that really was the catalyst for the shift in my mindset during that time frame again I was getting paid while I was home and I did not want to go back and when it was time to go back I was like oh my god I don't want to go back and so during this time frame I said you know what I'm leaving and I told my husband I said I don't think I'm I'm here's my plan and I plan on leaving on this certain time frame And so all I did was, as they say, stack your coins, I just stacked my coins. And I knew during like November and December, that's when I was going to make the most amount of money for my bonus. So I was like, I don't want to leave before then. So I was very methodical in saying that, okay, I am going to leave in this time frame. And during this time frame, I'll have my little extra nest egg saved up. And it also gave me an opportunity to spend the money on all the different courses and all those other things because I had, you know, money coming in and money flowing. So that was me being very methodical and knowing that it was something that I was going to do, but it was very scary. And so it was about being strategic and saving up some funds and then just also taking that leap of faith and saying, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And uh, when I told my husband, he said he supported me. And I was like, well, fantastic. I didn't tell my family because I didn't want them to judge and say, well, you have all this money and what are you? So I didn't tell them yeah. until like maybe months later. And then when I did, tell, not all of them, a couple of them, they were very supportive of me, but I didn't tell everybody in the family. So my mother doesn't know to this day. And I'm not really close My father doesn't know to this day because my father is a professor and he has status of doing so many different things in his career. So if he were to find out that I quit mine, I would not hear the ending of that. So he does not even know exactly. that I had left my job.
0: Okay, so... So Denise, there's a lot of women out there right now that are are thinking about this, but they don't have the support of their friends and family, or they are worried about what will people think. So what would be sort of the one or two tips that you would give to somebody listening to this podcast right now about getting over that, not not letting that
1: get in your way? You know what? For me, it was all about you only got one shot and why not take it? What do you have to lose? What do you have to regret? I would rather give it 100 percent and try something different and something new and fail than to never try at all. And I know it sounds like it's it's an old adage or what have you, but it really is true. And you just have to be in a certain mindset to say, I want this, and how badly do you want it? How badly do you want change? How badly do you want to be your own person? How badly do you want to add value and purpose to your life? And that's what I thought about. What's my purpose, and what value am I adding to my life if I don't try this? You know, and if I don't how try, okay. Do you... How do you get
0: into that mindset? So it's you're 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 absolutely right. It's about the mindset. It's about like when. What is that tipping point that where people will say enough is enough and I am going to do this? I've been thinking about it for years. I've put my needs on the back burner for so many years. I'm raising kids, family, supporting husbands. Um, What is that tipping point?
1: For each person is going to be different. For me, it was just about finding purpose and value. And how much time do I really have left? My husband always says, and I, when I hear him say that, I'm like, you're so right. He said, I've got less years ahead of me than I have behind me. And so when I think about that, like I don't know how many years I have left, but within the time that I do have left in this universe, I wanna make sure that I am fulfilled in everything that I do. I wanna make sure that I try different things. I wanna make sure that I explore different things. And so it's that mindset of do it now. And I've always had that personality where people look at me And I'm a risk taker. I've had a friend who's had the same job for 17 years. And when I quit one corporate job, she replaced me because I recruited her. So this is only her second job. And I know she's never going to leave this job until she actually retires. And she admires me because I'm one of those individuals. I'm a risk taker. I'm like, what do I really have to lose? And so it's that mindset of like, are you a risk taker? Are you passionate about what is it that you want to do? And... Are you going to take a chance on yourself? Are you willing to take a chance on yourself? And if you're not willing to take a chance on yourself, whether you win or whether you fail, whether you're successful or not, then it's not the mindset that you're in and it's not the place for you. You have to get in that mindset of like, are you willing to bet on you? And think about the other corporations and the people that are out there doing it. They're betting on themselves. Who's betting on you? You got to bet on yourself first before somebody else bets on you. And so I'm betting on me to learn to grow Whatever I experience, whether it's good, bad or indifferent, I'm like, okay, I learned how to do that. I'm gonna do something different. I'll try something different. If I spent money in a course and it turns out that I didn't like the damn course or was a waste of my time, okay. I may have lost the money right now, but guess what? I got something from it and I can something, do something for sure. Yeah, and yeah. I can share with others what not to do. And you know what? I always tell myself, you know what, I'm gonna get that money back. I'm gonna get that money back. I'm gonna get that money back. Somewhere it's like, somehow. Somewhere somehow.
0: Exactly. There's two things that you said, you know, you've, when you look back, you've got more years behind you than you do in front of you. And especially when in our fifties, this is the opportune time to be really looking at that and, and understanding that and finally taking that bet in yourself. Because quite honestly, you've had, you've got so much history and so much experience that you don't even know how much you've got to, you know, the courage and the confidence, it's, it's all there inside of you and the knowledge and the experience, all that stuff, taking it forward really sort of will help amplify you. Um, and, and betting on yourself, no one else is going to do it. So you might as well
1: take the risk and, and, and bet on yourself and, If
0: there's ever a time to take
1: risks, the time is now. I don't want anyone listening to this or watching this and thinking that every single day I wake up saying, yes, I'm gonna bet on myself. And every single day I wake up feeling confident. I don't want anybody to walk away thinking that. I've had my moments of, and I've struggled with that imposter syndrome and I've let it be my Achilles heel. And you have given me feedback of like Denise, what? Denise. What are you doing? Denise, what are you doing? And I've let that imposter syndrome of life because I've compared myself to other people that have either gone further and faster than I have. And I've said to myself, well, I need to get another certification or I need to get such and such and such or I'm not the best or I don't know. And I, and I've, I've been conflicted with that a lot last year and I've grown from it where I'm much better. Am I over it? No but it doesn't hit me as hard and as much as it used to before now i feel like i'm a force to be reckoned with and i feel like okay you've got the stuff girl you, you got it you know what you're doing just keep on pushing just keep on pushing just keep on pushing and run your own race and stay in your own lane and don't worry about what everybody else is doing and how they're getting there and what they're doing just keep on going forward so i don't want anyone listening to this think that hey every day I wake up feeling encouraged and and motivated and and like I'm the stars are mine. No, I don't wake up like that every single day, but I'm in a better place, better position and a better mindset now that I feel like, yeah, I can conquer this and I'm going to make some shit happen. I love it. You know, I just want to thank you so much for
0: joining me today. Um, You know, we keep these conversations super crisp and energetic and you definitely brought your full game today. So, and I love it. I love the, you know, there's going to be days where that gremlin inside your head is going to say, nope, stay in bed, just cuddle in. You, you you, you know, you got tomorrow to do whatever you want to do. And you just got to keep, you know, keep showing up every day for yourself, for nobody else, just for yourself.
1: Denise, where can uh, our listeners find you? They can find me on Instagram, Denise Van Healthy Living. They can also find my website, Denise Van Newton Healthy Living. I've got a gut health quiz. It's a 10-question quiz. You get a video report that specifically talks about your gut health. Um, I will be launching my course fairly shortly, working on fine-tuning and tweaking it. And one of the things that I shared with Lynette this morning that I'm so confident in everything that I'm doing that I leased an office um, in a wellness center. And my husband's like, well, when you lease an office denise he said well do you have any clients i said no he said well people (laughs) he said said, well (laughs) lease offices to service clients they don't lease offices to get clients and i said you know what i'm of this mindset that it's a wellness center they focus on colonics they focus on so many other aspects of wellness i fit right into this niche and i'm feeling very confident that while i'm in there i'm going to be able to get clients because i'm also going to be doing workshops And doing different things there and I also eventually want to do my podcast from there as well I said so I feel very confident about this I said you know what I'm gonna give it a whole year and I know that I'm going to be able to do my online but also service customers in person as well and he said okay I support you I believe you so effective March I have the space and I'm super excited to be in that space Well,
0: congratulations. I'm going to put all of the links to, uh, to how to access you and your quiz, um, in the show notes. But again, you know, Denise, thank you so much for showing up today. Thank you for bringing your full on game, your energy. Love you tremendously.
1: And I guess I'll see you next Tuesday. You're a motivator. So we should be, I should be doing a podcast talking to you. You know what I mean? So everyone listening. Lynette is she is like our our head cheerleader for our weekly podcast accountability meetings that we have and she spearheads the conversation and helps navigate um, the conversation and steer us in the right direction and I don't think we would be the team or the podcast that we are today without you Lynette so I want to say for oh, me, thank you I appreciate you most definitely you're a leader oh, a natural okay. leader Thank you, Denise. Thank you
0: you so much. Love you much. And I will uh, talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Bye.